Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. I'm your host, John, and I finally actually got around to recording something for OSR October. Will I manage to get up to date, given that as of the time of recording, I'm about 15 days behind? Who knows? But let's just see how we do. Okay, so I'm a little bit late to the party on this one apologies and to be honest i can't remember who first came up with the idea to record a load of osr stuff in october although at the minute i'm listening to rob c's down in a heap and the stuff he's done for it i know kevin at the red caps podcast has done some stuff for it i know jason nerds rpg variety cast is getting on board and i think there's a few other people apologies if i've not mentioned you here put it down to my terrible memory but yeah, I spend all, without meaning to make excuses, I spend all day in my current job on a computer talking for pretty much sort of eight, nine hours a day. So to be honest, it kind of like saps your, your enthusiasm to talk on the computer when I've finished work for the day. However, the, the stars seem to have aligned and I've got a weekend at home where I'm on my own. So I've actually got time to listen to people's podcasts and maybe throw something of my own out there now rob c in his great podcast down in a heap and i'll put a link to that and some of the others i've mentioned in the description of this show thought that putting out the idea of what is the osr and how we define it personally would be a good start for our first episodes of osr october now if you know me you know that i i tend to take a somewhat shall we say sort of blase view of when the what is the osr topic inevitably comes up and that's simply due to overexposure to the topic it's a conversation that cycles around or seems to every few years there's a few brief arguments about it inevitably nothing really gets solved and it sort of eventually dies out and then a couple of years months whatever later it'll pop up again when someone mentions something about a particular game being the osr or a particular thing being in the osr and someone will go yeah but what is the osr and it'll all crop up again. Now, before any of you say, Well, yeah, John, isn't it useful to define things? I mean, how can you talk about them if you don't define things and you don't set out what you mean when you're talking about things? Let me just say that I think you probably have a good point there. I think the main issue comes when people try to define what the OSR is in a definitive sense because realistically all you can say and rob c made it quite clear this is what he was doing and very wisely i thought all you can say is what the osr means for you personally you can't say what it means for somebody else so i'm not even going to try and touch that with a 10-foot dungeon worthy strategically based barge pole I'm just going to talk a bit about what the OSR means for me. And I'm going to talk about it in fairly broad terms. I'm not going to get down into the nitty-gritty of particular rules or particular systems, particular versions of D&D or anything like that. So I'm going to start off by saying that the OSR for me is a system of rules that is has enough detail so I'm not having to make everything up from scratch, but also it's not so detailed that I have trouble remembering the rules or have to look up a shed load of stuff in a rule book each time we play. 
And what do I mean by that? Well, I know that when D&D first came out, there was a great deal more interpretation required with those rules. And if that's your flavour, that is absolutely fine. For me, though, I don't want to have to make everything up wholesale because, to be fair, if I was going to do that, I wouldn't need a set of rules to do it. I could just do that. And that'd be fine. But if I'm buying a set of rules and I'm paying money for it, I want it to actually have some rules in it. So you might say, well then, John... What's your problem with games that have like more detailed sets of rules? And again, it comes down to, as I mentioned earlier, I've got a pretty poor memory. And I'm finding this a bit in a Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition game I'm running at the minute, where I'm having to look up rules a hell of a lot more than I do in something like your typical OSR D&D game. And that's fine. My players know I've got a poor memory, and we will eventually get used to it. But I am familiar enough with the basics of the D&D system that something simple like Old School Essentials or Lamentations of the Flame Princess or something like that, I don't really have to look up any of the basic rules. I'm familiar enough that I just know them. Occasionally, if there's like a very sort of outlying case or something that doesn't happen very often, I might have to quickly look them up. But the vast majority of the time, I'm familiar enough with the rules that if I don't have time or don't want to break the flow of the game by looking them up, I can work out a way of just sort of fudging my way through it. I don't mean fudging as in fudging the dice. I mean as in just making a ruling that I know is not going to be too far off base and then moving on. Whereas more complicated games, I often feel more like I need to look up that specific rule to not sort of throw things wildly off base. And that might just be me, but like I say, I'm talking about how I feel about the OSR. Now, if we set rule systems aside, the other thing, the, the sort of, I suppose, the second of the sort of two twin pillars of OSR, as far as I'm concerned, is the OSR games attempt to capture some of that wonderment and that excitement that I had during my first days in the hobby. You know, when I was still a a young lad in junior school and I first found my local game store, sadly no longer with us, went in, saw all these bewildering books with amazing sort of 80s and 90s artwork and fantastic names and strange worlds depicted on them. And First of all, I didn't know where to go, just grabbed a few books at random and started building up an idea of what the hobby was. But there was this excitement about it. I got bought by my ever-kind parents. I got bought the, the original MB Games Hero Quest, as it was, back then. And that's when I first started taking tentative steps into the realm of GMing, where you know you could set out your own dungeons on the the board, put your own monsters out, set your own quests, and stuff like that. And I never really had a massive group of people to play that with, aside from like my younger brother and a few friends. But that excitement of creating, I suppose, your own scenarios really stuck with me. And when I went forward into like actual sort of role-playing games rather than the sort of lead-in board games, that sort of sense of excitement and wonderment very much stayed with me. And it's what made me want to be a GM of the game in the first place. Aside from all the normal sort of things, like, you know, I was the one who had the books and things like that. And I didn't come back to D&D sort of style games for a while i mostly went straight into warhammer fantasy roleplay because myself and my friends played warhammer fantasy battles as was and it was easier to persuade them to try out a role-playing game when it was a world they knew and they were familiar with so i sort of went to that but 
I never forgot trying to persuade my parents to buy me a copy of the the D&D rule cyclopedia, which I didn't end up getting at the time because unfortunately I'd spent all my pocket money. But later on, I did get a print on demand version of it. And one of the things I like about the, the current crop of OSR games is despite the fact that they all start on the same basis and then head off in their own directions to varying degree they're all created by people who saw something in that original sort of set of D&D rules or whatever that captured their imagination and that sort of fired their enthusiasm and then they tend to go off either in a we're trying to recreate this rule set direction or they go off in a direction of we like these rules, but there's a particular aspect of the game that really speaks to me, and I'm going to really push that and explore that in my OSR book. And that's what I love about the OSR. As I said earlier, they're mostly sets of rules that are complex enough that I'm not just making stuff up on the fly 100%, but simple enough that I can remember them without having to constantly reference books. And I also love the variety of imagination that various authors have brought to the same sort of initial starting point and really sort of push forward what they find inspiring about the game. So there we are. That's what the OSR means to me. It's elegant simplicity and also enthusiasm and imagination in equal parts. And hell, if that's not a good thing, I don't know what is. Obviously, if you want to let me know what the OSR means for you or you want to suggest anything else that you think might be cool to cover in OSR October as I try and catch up a bit. Like I said, I don't know if I'll do it, but I'm going to give it a good go. We'll see how we go. Just let me know. If you want to get in touch, you can do so in a few different ways. You can drop us a voicemail message using SpeakPipe or our old Anchor account, or you can send us an email to rdrpgpodcast at gmail.com. So until we see you again, Take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun.